Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right, let's get into our word today. We thank God for all things. Let's get into our word today. Uh, I want to talk to you today just a little bit about uh, good relationship. Good relationship versus toxic. Toxicity. Uh, we all know about relationship. You know, everything in life dealing with people is built upon relationship. Relationship. We, we as people, we have to learn to live together in this world with our neighbors. Of course, that's very hard. Uh, now day and time to get along with our neighbors get along with our friends our people uh, relationship good relationship and, and the God that we serve you know he is a God of what relationship and a relationship uh, a relationship is nothing but fellowship uh, association uh, when we are uh, associated with people say we have a relationship okay well we understand that uh it's, it's good to have good relations with God. I'm talking about it from a God point of view. Good relationship uh, when it comes down to the God thing versus toxic uh, relationship. Now, when I look at this word um, relationship, I looked up the definition and said relationship is a, a association. And all of us are associated with somebody in some way or another. Association, fellowship, a connection or relationship in the mind or ideas, uh, a feeling. So you can have a, 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 the same mind uh, that another person have, the same thoughts and feelings that other people have. And you can say that, hey, we are associated, you know. We're, in a, we're, in, we're connected uh, together because we think alike. Think alike. All right. We thank God for that. So now, if you got your Bible, I want to go to uh, 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. New Testament book. 1 Corinthians, the, uh, the 15th chapter. And looking at verse number 32. This is one of my favorite scriptures. One of the scriptures that I learned uh, when I, years and years ago when I first came to the Lord. One of my favorite scriptures that I used to read, 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. And that's been 40-something years ago. I learned the scripture and it never left my mind yet. And it has served me well. And uh, it have it have kept me and have led me in a good, good way, direction. And 1 Corinthians 15, chapter and verse number 33, check this out. He said, be not deceived. Y'all see that? Be not deceived. Uh, evil communication corrupts good manners. It's very, it's very important that we uh, 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 pay attention, keep in mind, or the people who we keep company with. You can hang around uh, the wrong crowd, and it'll get you in all kind of trouble. Have you ever noticed lots of time people hang with the wrong crowd uh, and bad influence? And the person that actually that introduced the, the bad influence many times uh, uh, can cause you to get in trouble and that person go scot-free just by association. 
But God said right here, he talking to the, to the Corinthians today. He said, be not deceived. That means don't be fooled. Don't let nobody fool you. You know, uh, deception, the devil, I said, the master of deception. And we are living in a world that so many people are being fooled. I've been fooled. You've been fooled. All of us have been tricked and fooled at one time. But uh, sooner or later, we wake up to what's going on, right? And so the, here Paul said, he said, be not fooled. Be not deceived. Evil communication. Just think about it. Communication. A relationship. Uh, association. Fellowship. Uh, any kind of connection with the wrong kind of people can corrupt. Y'all say the word corrupt. Corrupt good manners. Now we're living in a day and time now. Well, well, there's not a whole lot of people that have manners anyway. People don't have manners like they did in the old days. Folks, you say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, and just had good manners and good mannerism. They knew how to get the door for a lady, open the door for a her come in, and or, or you know, just had a lot of respect back then. Manners, manners gone. Gone with the dinosaurs. It's just gone. Folks ain't got no manners no now. Uh, man be going in the door. The lady coming. Oh, he go in the door first and let her and, and let her catch the door. Manners are just gone with the dinosaurs now. Nobody have manners. The schools don't even teach manners now. They they just so messed up. If you didn't get it early or was taught it by your parents, you probably won't get it. And, uh, and so he said, be not deceived, evil, evil communication, the wrong kind of communication. Be careful who you communicate with because that communication will have an influence, an impact on you, and it will corrupt what good that you have. The little good that you do have, if you hook up with the wrong somebody, it will definitely, definitely cause you to lose all the good that you ever thought you had. So he said, evil, evil communication corrupt good manners. When I, when I think about my friends, my associate, the people that I hang around, I can truly say that I don't hang around people that uh, that that are an evil influence or trying to influence me in any way to do wrong. Uh, we have to learn that there are people in this world that are sent out by the devil that are purposely uh, sent out to try to offset you or trip you up or deceive you or, co or corrupt you. So evil communication, it what? It corrupts good manners. But you know, we got to teach our children. They got to, uh, and us grown folks alike, we got to learn how to push back. This is something that we have to learn to do. Push back on evil influence. If there are any kind of influence in your life or someone trying to stir you wrong or stir you in the wrong direction, we got to learn as the people of God, push back on that. Don't let the devil just push his uh, agenda over on, on you. We got to learn to push back on the wrong kind of uh, communication, corrupt communication uh, that, uh, that come to uh, corrupt our good manners. But notice what verse 34 said. He said, now awake to righteousness. This is what God wants us to do. Wake up. Wake up. The whole world needs to wake up to righteousness 
and sin not. Now, why Paul is talking to these Corinthians, he, he, the reason why he's telling them that don't be the fool, don't be deceived, don't let anyone fool you uh, and corrupt your, your good manner. But he said, now, you Corinthians, I want you to wake up to righteousness. We as a people of God, we need to wake up to righteousness and sin not for, check this out, for some have not the knowledge of God. This is what Paul is telling the Corinthians. Wake up now. It's time that we all, church folks, uh, that we all wake up. Our world, you know, they, the world use the word, uh, if you notice, they're going around, everybody talking about woke now. Everybody becoming woke. Well, when did you become woke? I became woke. I'm woke, 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 woke. And, and woke is nothing but just a warped way of thinking. But now the, God didn't tell us to become woke. He just told us to be awake. We are awake, not woke. Woke is the world terminology or, 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 or the, 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 the divisiveness and the evilness that they have uh, come to uh, find themselves walking in. I'm not woke. No, I'm not woke. I am awake. And the Bible teaches us to be awake. I, I heard Oprah on her TV talking about, yeah, yeah I'm woke. And, and we have a lot of churches becoming woke now, too. Woke. You have to look up that definition and find out what it is when they become woke. When they become woke, they're just going crazy. They're going wild in a bad, bad way. They're just becoming robust. They're just getting out there and they're going to the left uh, in an in a, in a evil way. So, no, God don't want us to become woke. God wants us to be awake. So, Paul said, uh, awake to uh, righteousness and sin not. But here it is right here. For some have not the knowledge of God. And that is a fact that some people do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And it's shameful that we have to say that, that this day and time that, that there are people that do not, simply do not have the knowledge of God. Paul said it. Some do not have it. And I can say for a fact, and you can too, that the world do not have the knowledge of God. This is why he said, be not deceived. Evil communication, the wrong kind of company, will corrupt good manners. There are people who was, uh, you know, who, who, who uh, uh, had manners in their communication. That's why it's very important uh, who you communicate with. Because who you rub shoulder with, who you bump, bump, bump up with, you know, run together with. Uh, it's going to it's going to have an influence, some type of impact on your life. That's why you got to hook up with the right somebody. Even when it comes to marriage, you got to marry the right kind of right kind of person, the right kind of girl, the right kind of guy. Because if you marry the wrong one, it's going to have an influence on your life some way. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Christian man, let me say this, we're going to get on down into our lesson. A Christian man or a Christian woman have no business marrying a Muslim woman or a Muslim man. It's just not going to work. There's going to be, that's going to be a, a big, uh, 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 you know, a disappointment. Uh, uh, it's just going to be, uh, it's not going to go well, especially when it comes down to the worship part. Now the love, even even Muslim and Christian, we all know everybody need love, everybody need relationship. But when it comes down to worship, worshiping God, that's different. That's where the problem is going to come in. 
I recommend and the, and the Apostle Paul and God recommend that we as Christian, Christian people need to learn to fellowship with Christian people. When Christian people fellowship with unchristian people, uh, it's, it's devastating and things just don't go well. It mostly wind up that the Christian lose their value and gain the, the worldly person value. Almost every instance that I've seen, it always being the Christian being shortchanged because they give up what they have and accept what the other person have. So what, what, what Paul is saying, be not deceived, evil communication will corrupt good manners. Oh, you're going to lose it. If you had some yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, you're going to lose it. If you had any kind of moral, you're going to lose it. So the other day, the other day, I was uh, in the supermarket, and uh, this Muslim woman, uh, she, she was all wrapped up, you know, the long dress, the scar around her neck, and, and her head tied up. And you can, all, most of all thing you can see is just the eyeballs peeping out. But anyway, she was nice and friendly, and she spoke to me. Hi, waving, you know, and, and I thought about, you know, she may be Muslim over in this country, but you know, Muslim, they, they, they people too, they want love too, but they don't worship our God. They serve another God. They serve, uh, 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 what is it? Muhammad, uh, uh, the other God. Uh, but there's no reason uh, a Christian man or woman should want a relationship with a Muslim woman because there's going to be a conflict when it comes down to worship. Now, she's a, she's a, a human being. He's a human being. And they all, every human being want love and want relationship. But you got to make sure the right kind of relationship uh, is going on. As I, uh, uh, I heard one man say, he said, birds of the same feather will flock together. I know y'all heard that. Birds of the same feathers will flock together. I've seen birds. I've never seen a red bird running with the sparrows. I've never seen a, 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 a bunch of blackbirds flying in the sky. And I looked up there and there was a couple of hawks and a couple of doves and something else. Most of the time, they, even, if even the birds got enough sense to stick together. The blackbirds with the blackbirds. The sparrows are with the sparrows. Uh, the red birds, they show up around Christmas time when the snow's on the ground. So even they know who to hang with. But we as the people of God... We don't have a clue of who to hang out with. We just hang out with anybody and not know that uh, the devil is out here trying to trick us, trip us up and deceive us. But he says again in verse 34, awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God, and I speak this to your shame. So Paul is saying, I'm saying this shameful. It's shameful when it comes down to relationship. Uh, there's good relationship and there's bad relationship and there 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 are toxic. Re some relationships are just toxic. What do you mean when you say toxic? Toxic, toxic relationship is uh, the word toxic is pertaining to uh, poison. 
there are some relationships that are just poison. And some of you all probably been in relationships that were toxic. You, you, you hear folks say, well, oh, he wasn't good for her. Or he wasn't, he wasn't good for her and she wasn't good for him. That's a toxic relationship. And nothing good going to come out of this relationship. They're going to break up. It's going to be, it's going to dissolve. You have to be careful. You don't want to get into a relationship that's, that's toxic. You know what I'm saying? That's filled with uh, toxic. Uh, a toxicity uh, yeah we don't want to get into that there are some relationships that's nothing but toxicity and uh, I was looking at this word toxic which meaning uh, poison having to do with poison and there, there are re- one of the reasons why our world today is struggling so because uh, we, we have to pay attention to the messages uh, there are uh, there is a group out there who produce song that fill with toxicity. What do you mean what toxicity is? Words that in lyrics, that they got crazy lyrics in it. Toxicity songs are songs that they sing about drugs, songs that sing about corruption, songs, songs that will sing about religion in Hollywood, songs that sing about killing people, killing cops, uh, shooting people, shoot them up, bang, bang. Songs that will get you fired up. It won't get you, make you want to go out there and do something bad. And, 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 and this is what's messing, messing our young people mind up. They're listening to the wrong kind of music. And there is a message in the music. And it's, ten, it's, 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 it's toxic. And it's causing them to go out and live out the lyrics that's in the song. And so we got to be very, very careful. This is why this is why so much is going wrong in our world today because of toxic, toxic people and toxic people who want to con, uh, 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 convey their toxic message. And so Paul is talking to us today that we will learn the difference between a good communication and evil communication and communication that's that's filled with toxic relationship that's filled with toxic. Abusive relationship where the man just want to beat on the woman or, or the woman are beating on the man. Uh, a relationship where uh, arguing, fussing, and fighting going on. That's a toxic relationship. Paul is telling us here now, be not deceived. Evil communication will corrupt good manners. Then he said, awake, awake to righteousness and sin not for some have not the knowledge of God. If a person do not have the knowledge of God, you definitely have to be careful about your uh, communication with that individual because their communication might not, most of the time, will not be wholesome because they have not the knowledge of God. So we're talking today about good relationship versus toxic relationships. Toxic. I, I, some of you all probably can identify with that, a good relationship. Now, on a good relationship, I want to talk about just, just a relationship with God. This is a good relationship. And, and on the bad side, I want to. Uh, we have to learn how to push back on those bad relationships and those ones that fill with toxic. Sometimes you just got to get some folks out of your life because some fixed people are just filled with toxic. They're no good. They're just poison. Their minds are poison. Their thoughts are poison. They're, they're just poison inside and out. And, and, your, and your relationship with them is always a, a relationship with somebody being hurt 
a heartache, a headache, or it's all about somebody going to get hurt, and most of the time, it's going to be you. That, that's a toxic relationship. And, and, and we don't need that. Toxic relationship can cause people to have uh, low self-esteem, uh, just feeling down in their spirit all the time. You, you don't want to be in a toxic relationship. Uh, you want to be in a relationship that make you feel good about yourself. A relationship that lifts you up and gives you, make you have a, a good spirit, a, gal, a good outlook on life. You know, that's a good relationship. But a relationship that make you feel down and sad is a relationship you need to try to shun. Stay just as far away from that person as you can if they make anybody that don't make you feel happy. That's what, that's what a, a, a good relationship is all about, learning how to enjoy one another. And this has been a problem with us as people. We don't know how to enjoy one another. We don't know how to compliment one another. We don't know how to make one another feel good. But we got to work on these things. Make your partner feel good. Make your family feel good. Make your friends feel good. Show them that they have some self-worth. If they don't have any self-worth, make them have some. When I get through talking to a man, I want him to feel like you are a man. You the man. That's what it is. You are the man. I'm going to give you some self-worth. All right, not not I'm I'm not gonna bring toxicity into your life, but awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. Some people don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know. Some people don't know. It's sad, but some people don't realize that, that, that just like God used people, the devil used people also. I, I do not want to be used by the devil at all. I do not want him to use me. And the devil used people mighty. I know some people that's in my life. I know that the devil is using them big time. But the person that's being used by the devil haven't realized that yet. They don't have that understanding that, hey, Satan is using them. But one day I pray that the light will come on, that these people will realize that they have been used by the devil and, and, and stop it. Cut it out. Don't let him use you like that. Let God use you, brothers and sisters. Let God use you. I want anybody here want to be used by God. I, I want God to use me. Use me, Lord. I don't want the other fellow to use me because he's going to hurt me. It's going to be to my destruction. Good relationship versus toxic relationship. So he said now, evil communication, corrupt good manners, awake to righteousness, sin not for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And I'm saying this shameful because everybody ought to have the knowledge of God. Especially some of us, the way we were brought up with our parents. Our parents took us to church. Our parents were in church. They took us to church. And, and we've been in we've been uh, in, in church all of our lives. And so we know better, right? We know better. We are Christians. We know better. All right. And I speak this to your shame that uh, uh, we will allow the devil to use us in manners that he do. All right. Go with me just a little bit further. Uh, Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Turn on just a few pages. Ephesians. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Talking about good relationship versus toxic relationship. Talks of relationship, they're always confusion, always fighting, always arguing, always disagreement, 
always some somebody can't get along. Somebody always mad. Somebody always upset. That's toxic relationship. Y'all follow what I'm saying? This toxic relationship. And Paul is talking about relationship here today. All right. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Look at verse number six. Verse number six. And we're going to read down to verse number 10. Uh, five and six in Ephesians. He said, now, let no man deceive you. See, Paul was big on this word. Words are very, very important. Paul, here he is again. said, let no man deceive you. We just left away. He said, don't be fooled. Let no man deceive you with vain words. Sometimes people will say stuff to you, vain words. They don't mean it. Just a bunch of vain words. Some say, I love you. Well, well, sometimes uh, people say, I love you, but uh, hey, sometimes I can't tell. So I ain't going to let nobody fool me by that. If I can't tell you love me, or you can't tell I love you, then uh, don't be fooled. Because they said the proof is in the pudding. Is that what it said? The proof is in the pudding or the proof, proof is in the pie? <laughs> Okay, the proof is in the pudding. When you love somebody, the proof is in the pudding. Y'all hear what I'm saying? If you can't see it, uh, it, it's not there. You're supposed to to be able to see it. I spoke with my sister last night who's in the hospital and let her know that I'll be checking on her. And she's coming home today. And and before we hang the phone up, you know what she said? She said, I love you. And I said the same thing. Okay, I love you too, sister. All right. So the proof, the proof is in the pudding. All right, so he said, let no man fool you with uh, what kind of words? Vain words. They say all this stuff. They don't mean it. They don't mean it. And, bro, listen, if you don't mean it, you shouldn't say it. That, that makes sense to anybody. Well, it slipped. It slipped. No, 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 no. It did slip. It, it's just what was in the heart came out. So if you don't mean it, don't say it. Practice not saying things that you don't mean. If you don't mean it, don't say it. Well, I didn't mean to say it. I didn't mean to say it, but you said it. So uh, practice not saying things that you don't mean. So that means what a person has to do, you have to be careful what you say. Don't be talking too fast or, uh, or going too fast. And just talk with, talk with understanding. Speak with understanding. So uh, because once it gone out, you can't catch it. You can't come, you can't eat those words up. It's going out, okay? So he said, let no man deceive you with vain word, for because of these things come the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. So the wrath of God come upon the children of, of disobedience who say vain things, use vain words, and do vain things. Okay, the wrath of God come upon them. Now check this out. Verse 7 said, he said, but be not ye therefore partakers with them. This is relationship. He said, be not ye therefore partakers with them. People that use vain words and people that that, that, that corrupt uh, evil communication. Be not ye therefore partakers with them for for ye were sometime darkened. Darkness, y'all see that? For ye were sometime darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. And this is what God wants us to do. We have to walk as children of the light. At one time, we all walk in darkness, but we're not in darkness anymore. I thank God I'm not in darkness anymore. You're not in darkness anymore, so don't walk like that. So communication is very important, that you don't walk like you in darkness. When we was in darkness, we was on the dark side, we did all those 
uh, devious deeds. We did all those things that, that, that was shame, shameful to talk about. That's when we was on the dark side. So he said, but you, 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 you what he said? But for ye were sometime darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children uh, uh, of the light. Y'all see that? Verse 9 said, for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. But notice verse number 10 said, he said, prove what is acceptable unto the Lord. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And verse 11 said, and have no fellowship. Y'all see that? He said, have no fellowship. Talk to the uh, Ephesian people. Uh, people that here at Ephesus. He said, have no fellowship with the unfruitful workers of darkness, but rather reprove them. There it is. So communication is very, very important. And who we communicate with is very, very important. He said, have no fellowship with the unfruitful workers of darkness, but rather reprove. In other words, those people, if they, not, they don't have the knowledge of God, if they ain't talking right, don't have nothing to do with them. And then he said, reprove them. Get on them about it. You know better to act like that. You know better to talk like that. You know better to do things like that. You know better to bring things like that to me. And, and, and offer things like that to me. I know better to offer things like that to you. So Paul said right here to these uh, F folks at Ephesus, he said, he said, have no fellowship with the unfruitful worker of darkness. So it's very important. We as Christians, that there are some people in life you just got to cut yourself off from. Amen. Don't fellowship with everybody. It's not that you don't, don't love everybody. It's just that you just got to draw a line. If I don't draw a line, that means I will let anything come into my life. And I can't allow to let anything come and get into my spirit. Y'all follow what I'm saying? I don't need all that negativity in my life, in my spirit. And so you have to draw a line there. And this is what Paul is teaching these uh, folks here at Ephesus. He said, now, have no fellowship. Now, I wave at him. My neighbor across here, I wave at him. But I know there are a bunch of dope smokers over there. I got dope smokers on this side, one across the street, one over here. Sometimes just go in the yard. I can't tell where the scent coming from. It's just smell it. But now, I wave at him, hey, but you know what? I don't have no fellowship with them. There, there's no, there's no connection there other than just uh, a, being a, a friendly neighbor, a good neighbor. But we ain't going nowhere. Y'all follow what I'm saying? We ain't going nowhere. I ain't going you to the store. We ain't going to do nothing. But now uh, we're nice and friendly to everybody. You got to know how to treat folks in this world. But we ain't going to do nothing together. You know. And that's the way what people, the Christians, really need to do. We work with these folks on the job. We go to work, they there. We go to Kroger, they there. We go to Walmart, they there. After we've done all what, you know, just, just the, thing, the, the thing that we have to do, after that, it's over. Follow what I'm saying? These guys that I work with, I see them every day. I was at work yesterday. I, 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 helped, I helped two people along the way. Uh, one man was lost, didn't know where to go in his truck to pick up his load. And he asked me how to get to a certain place. I told him to go this way and which way to go. So after I told him how to get to where he needed to go, I felt good. I did a good deed. 
Then there was another young guy. He was bagging up to the dock. He couldn't, he could, I don't know where he learned to drive it. He couldn't back the truck up to the dock. Just struggling to have a problem bagging up to the dock. And he asked me, he said, what's wrong? What, what am I doing wrong? I said, I told him how to back up to the dock. I said, look, turn your steering wheel toward me. Pull, turn toward me, pull up, and then straighten up and go straight back. And he did exactly what I said, and he put it right there in the door. He said, thank you. And I felt good. He said, man, you did, you, you, he said, I said, well, you have a good day. He said, man, you did something good. You helped me uh, get this truck in the door. So I, I felt good about doing something positive. But after work and associating with the people at work, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't traveling together. Y'all follow what I'm saying? We have to know where to draw the line. Be nice to people, be good to people, but don't you go nowhere with them because their evil way will rub off on you. We ain't trying to be funny. We ain't trying to say we more than nobody else. No, 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 not at all. We're not more than anybody else, but we have to draw the line. Yeah, thank you. We have to have boundaries. If we don't have boundaries, we'll allow anything to come over into our mind, into our spirit. So he said right here, he said, have no fellowship with them. Oh, if you need me to help you put a tire on, I'll help you put the tire on. If you need a jump start, your battery down, oh, I'll help, I'll help you get a jump start. But after the jump start and the battery in and get you going, you go on your way. I ain't getting in the car and go with you. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Because, because here Paul is teaching us that fellowship and, and relationship is very important. There are some fellowship and there are some relationships that are toxic and you don't want to get into that, that environment. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful workers of darkness. Be very, very careful. But he said, but really reprove them. If, if it get to the point they're talking crazy, asking you, you you want some of their smoke, asking you, you want some of their drink, this is what you got to, you got to draw the line and reprove them and stand up and be a Christian. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Good relationship versus toxic relationship. Now, let's go just a little bit further. Turn over to the book of John, 1 John, 1 John, the first chapter. 1 John, the first chapter. Let's see what John is going to say to us today. We're talking about good relationship versus toxic. And see, this is the thing that, um, that bothers me about Christians. They act like they're so saved and got so much God, they don't know where to draw the line. They'll be a friend to everybody, be a friend to the devil. I'm Friend, or, yeah, I'm a friend of all the Christian friends. No, the, the, the devil not my friend. God didn't tell me be friends to the devil. No, don't be that nice. Don't be that naive. Look, do right, help people, be nice to people, but you got to know where to draw the line. And you ain't doing nothing but what God said. You're not wrong. Draw the line. Draw the line. This is where it stops. This is where it stops. Now, notice what John, John, John said. First John. First John, the first chapter. Take a look at verse number three. We're going to read down to seven. First John, the first chapter, verse three. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. This is what John said. What I heard, what I saw, that's what I told you about. That ye also may have fellowship. We're talking about fellowship. Fellowship with us. Now, John said, what I seen, what I heard, I, I related to you that we might have fellowship. So, John, the apostle John, want us to have fellowship. I appreciate having fellowship with the apostle John today, that you might have fellowship with us. Somebody said fellowship with us. Fellowship with us. That's what John said. 
that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, John said, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. John said, I want you, Christian here, to have fellowship with us, the apostles, and we, the apostles, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Now, who is your fellowship with? Who do you communicate with? Who, what, what, what relationship you in? Who you in relationship with? Who you connected with? Be careful who you fellowship with and who you connected with, who you are in relationship with. So John said, my fellowship is with the Father. I want you to have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father. I want to make sure that my fellowship with the Father. Do we have a, a relationship with the Father? Father God, I thank you for the relationship that we have today. Can anybody say that? Father God, I thank you for the relationship that we have today. Yeah. See, you relate, you, your relationship with him, his relationship with you, you got to have one with him. If you don't have one with him, then you're lost. If you don't have a relationship with the Father, if you don't have a relationship with the Son, Jesus Christ, you are lost. And you need a relationship. With God and with, with the Son. And so John said, our relationship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. I'm grateful today because of the relationship that I have with my heavenly Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 4 said, and these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Your joy, you got to understand it. I never had joy like I have right now until I met the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. Your joy will never be full until you get to know Jesus. I'm talking about really get to know Jesus and you really get to know God. This is when you're going to experience a fullness of joy. For walking around, they so unhappy. You know, think about jumping off the bridge, think about committing suicide, so down. I, when you get to know the Lord, Jesus Christ, you will never feel that way. You will never allow the enemy to bring you to that point that you want to commit suicide. When I thought about taking my life, I ain't never thought about taking my life. No, not since I since I know Jesus and what what He done for me and and what He's gonna do for me and, and what He gonna bring me into and how He gonna bless me, how He gonna do this for me and do that for me. I'm so excited about the Lord. How, why would I jump off a bridge and miss all that? <laughs> why would you jump off the bridge and miss all what God got in store for you? That's the last thing on your mind. Come on here. Amen. So he said now, he said, listen to what he said. All right, our fellowship with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write out unto you that your joy may be full. You will never know the fullness and the, and the joy of God until you meet the Lord. This is why people, they're so unhappy, they're so ungrateful, they're bored to death, they just, just, they just down and out because they do not have a relationship with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Get to know God. Get to know God. And, and, and it'll give you a better outlook on life. You, you won't be so miserable. Some people are just miserable, and they want you to be miserable with them. No, it's not going to happen. You're going to be alone. you by yourself. I'm not going to let you make me miserable with you. Somebody say, I refuse to be miserable. That's right. I refuse. There are some people miserable. You know some folks like that. I know some people like that. They are miserable. They really are. 
And 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 miserable people, uh, they 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 seek out miserable people. Oh, they want to make you miserable along with them. I, no, you got to go this one all by yourself. If if I can't pull you up out of that, and, and you definitely I definitely can't allow you to pull me into that. Y'all follow what I'm saying? That's the way it should be. Don't let don't let nobody pull you down into that. You you deserve better. You do not deserve that at all. To feel miserable in your spirit. Amen. Everybody, God has given us a self-worth. And you're worth something. You mean something. You mean something to God and you mean something to somebody. If it's your children, if your family, you mean something to somebody and don't let the devil take that away from you to make you feel like you don't mean anything to anybody. That's a trick of the devil. You know, we, we have to wake up and realize that you are, you are very important. All of you, you that are here, you that are listening by, by, by the telecast, you are important to somebody. You don't know how much you mean to somebody. Y'all follow what I'm saying? You mean so much to somebody, and, 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 and for you to feel like you don't is a trick of the devil. You don't know how that person will react if, if you weren't who you are. And some people, some people are who they are because of they they they're looking at your life. You inspire me. You inspire me. You make me want to do more. You make me want to be somebody. You inspire me. Okay, all right. And so he said right here, uh, our relationship with the Father, and this is your that your joy might be full. All right, going a little further. Look at verse five. Uh, then this then is the message which we have heard of him. And declare unto you that God is light. Y'all see that? God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. And so God is light. And in God there is no darkness. And, and we have fellowship with him. So light is in us. So we say so. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the light. He's the light of the world. Whatever shining into my soul, right? God is light then we have a relationship with him, then that light is shining in us. Thank God for the light shining in you, in me. All right? Verse number six said, if we say that we have fellowship with him, God, the Father in Jesus Christ, and walk in darkness, we do not the truth. If we, if we say we have fellowship with the Father, which we, we say that I have a relationship with the Father, I have a relationship with the son and, and I'm walking in darkness. It don't, it don't work like that. So when you see people walking on the dark side, the thing we did when we was out there in the world, they walk, they said they, they walking on the dark side, doing the dark things and so they have a relationship with the father. They don't know the truth because when you, when you are, are walking with God and, and have a relationship with God, the thing that we done on the dark side, we don't do that anymore. Y'all follow me? Verse number seven says, For if we walk in the light, there it is, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this is how we get our sin washed away and clean, by walking in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Walk in the light as he is in the light. Then we have fellowship one with the other. 
So if I'm walking in the light and you're not in the light, we really don't have a relationship. You may know me. You may know my name, but we don't have a relationship. I may know you know your name, but we don't have a relationship. I'm not saying that you would be my enemy, but we don't have a relationship. And this is the way we got to view the world. And this is what's wrong with Christians. We don't view the world this way. And this is why the world is deceiving us. Because if I walk in the light and, and, and my friends are in the world not, and walking in darkness, we don't have anything. We can't hook up. I can't marry you. I'm in the light and you in darkness. It, it, it that's a bad match. It ain't going to work. Look at how pretty she looks. How handsome he looked, it ain't gonna work. I'm in the light, you in darkness. No, both of y'all gotta be in the light. You be in the light, he in the be in the light, and then you have a good relationship. Have a problem, but you can work it out. But you in the light, he in darkness, y'all gonna fight all the time. There's gonna be a lot of fighting, a lot of arguing, a lot of scratching. You gonna have to explain all those scratches on your face, brother. <laughs> so you, you get somebody in the light. You in the light, she in the light. All right, listen, listen, let's go a little bit further. Now, he said, uh, if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with the other in the blood of Jesus Christ, cleanses of all our sin. All right, let's go just a little bit further. I'm almost done. Turn over, we're still in, we're, we're in John. Now, turn over to the book of James, James. James right beside, right in front of John. Uh, I'm almost done. But we're talking about relationship versus toxic. What's a toxic relationship? A relationship that will teach you and introduce you to bad things. That's a toxic relationship. A relationship where a lot of disturbance, misunderstanding, uh, uh, a relationship that has a lot of drama, a lot of drama going on. That's a toxic relationship. Yeah. I don't, I don't like a lot of drama. I don't like a lot of drama. I, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of drama. Yeah. You know, years ago, uh, uh, I, I grew up in a household with a lot of drama. Okay. And, and so, therefore, I, I don't like a lot of drama. I like peace, quiet, folk getting along. Don't need that drama. Toxic. Listen to what John said right here. John talking about relationship. Uh, not, not John, I'm sorry. James. We James, right? James, the fourth chapter. Look at James. James chapter four uh, and verse, verse number four. James started talking about friendship with the world. James said, ye adulterers and adulterers. Okay. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Y'all see that? For whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Now, this is why the Christian, we have to be careful uh, with the world. Because God is light and the world is represent darkness. And if we, if we have a, a, a relationship with the world and the world is in darkness, then we will become an enemy of God. Y'all see that? He said it's, it's plain. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to understand that. He said, ye are dangerous and adulterous. Now, what he's saying here, this is not 
uh, adulterers uh, in the in the natural in the flesh, where a man or a woman uh, uh, go out and cheat on one another. No, this this is spiritual adultery, and this is what the world, the church, have to understand. Many of God's people, Christians, are committing spiritual adultery. What I mean, we got God who's a light, and we got the devil representing darkness, and the Christians are, are all wrapped up and tangled up in darkness. You are you are committing spiritual adultery. In other words, let me say it like this: you cheating on God. The Christian folk are cheating on God by fooling with the devil. Amen, somebody. So then why James said, you adulterers and you adulterers and adulterers, uh, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. So you you will be God's child, but you fooling with the world, with the devil out there. And God said, you know, see, we married, we married, we getting ready to go, we getting ready to go to heaven and be with the Lord to the to the, and be at that marriage supper, the great marriage feast of the Lamb. When we get to heaven, they're gonna be a great Wedding take place. We getting ready to go to a wedding in heaven with the Lord. We are we are God's betrothed. See, right now we are we are engaged. Y'all hear what I'm saying? You as a Christian, you and I, we are engaged, and we're getting ready to get married. We all gonna marry Jesus. We going to that great wedding feast in heaven. All of us going to have on beautiful white robes and dressed all up going to that wedding. So right now, you are engaged. You you in the engagement. And, and who's your fiance? Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. We ain't married him yet. Now, in the Old Testament, see, it was a little bit different. In the Old Testament, God told Israel, and he told Israel, come on back, old backsliding Israel. I am married to you. I'm married to you. He was married to them in the Old Testament, but here Jesus came. We on a new covenant. We on a grace and truth. Then now what broke that marriage? The Old Testament. When when was look when Jesus came, then that was done away with. Now here Jesus Christ came with a new with grace and truth. So now we are engaged to Jesus, but we gonna get married up in heaven. Don't you miss out on this wedding that you that you that you both be participating in? So he said, now, ye adulterers and adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world, uh, uh, of the world is enmity of God. I don't want to be God's enemy. Anybody want to be God's enemy? I don't want to be God. I want to be God's friend. Somebody said, Lord, I thank you today for being my friend. God is my friend. I thank you for my friend today. Did y'all talk with your friend this morning when you got up? Did you talk with him last night before you laid down? I thank God for my friend. He's not my enemy. He's my friend. I know him and he know me. Lord, I thank you for knowing my name. Hallelujah. You got a friend. What's your friend's name? Jesus. <laughs> Ain't no way you can have a friend on earth. Somebody said, well, that he, that's my friend. Well, that's my friend. What's his name? Uh, uh, let me see. What's his name? You forgot your friend's name. My, what kind of relationship is that? You're supposed to know your friend's name. Yes. If you forgot his name, y'all ain't that good a friend. Am I making sense to anybody? Know your friend's name. That's my friend over there. She's my friend. He's my friend. And you know their name. 
God is my friend. I know his name. I'm his friend. He know my name. That song I was saying, he know my name. Lord, I thank you. You know my name. And so he said right here, he said now, that's what it said. He said, do you be an image of God? He said, do you think the scripture said in vain? The spirit that dwells in us uh, uh, lusts to envy? All right. Do you think spirit said in vain? No. I'm a friend of God. God's my friend. I'm almost done. But check this out. I'm going to show you somebody else in the Bible that's God's friend. Now, James, we're still in James, right? This is the fourth chapter. Turn over to the second chapter. Turn back a few pages. James 2. Look at what James 2 says. James 2 and 20, 23. James 2 and 23. And it said, and the scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God. Anybody here believe God? I, I believe God. It looked hard. It get difficult sometimes. Sometimes I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I believe God. Some way, somehow, this thing going to work out, y'all. You got to believe God. I believe God going to do it. So uh, it's written that, that, that the scripture said, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. So Abraham was called the friend of God. Now if Abraham was called the friend of God, you and I also can be called the friend of God. God's my friend. I thank God for my friend today. Yeah, I'm a friend of God. He's a friend of mine. We talk about a relationship versus toxic. Now, this is a good relationship. The friend of God. Abraham was called the friend of God. That's what you want to be referred to. That's what you want to be known by. God's my friend. He's my friend. I thank God today for my friend. I am not, I am not ashamed of my friend. I, I, I am a friend of God. He is my friend and he know my name. My friend are not toxic. I got good friends, y'all. My friend is loving. My friends are blessed. My friends are holy. My friends are righteous. My friends, they, they just good people. They're the people of God. Amen. And we got to learn to choose our friends. Stop choosing all these toxic folks. Let these toxic folks alone. They're going to make you toxic. Teach your children. Leave these toxic folks alone. They're no good. Stop listening to all these toxic songs. These crazy songs. Killing somebody. Shoot up a cop. Kill somebody. You know, uh, just, we got to stop listening to the right message. We listen to the wrong messages. Amen, somebody. Good relationship versus toxic relationship. Amen. I hope I said something to encourage your heart today. Amen. We in a good relationship when we in a relationship with the Lord. Stay in relationship with God, brothers and sisters. Stay with him. God is the best thing that could ever happen to you. He really is. And these toxic relationships, just pray for them. But back up off of people. Back up. Back up. They're no good. They make you feel bad. They make you just feel just don't just uncomfortable. Just back up. Any relationship that make you feel some kind of way, it ain't good. It's it, it, y'all hear what I'm saying? If it make you feel some kind of way, it's not good. Because you don't want to feel some kind of way. You want to feel good. You want to feel loved. 
You want to feel well. So avoid those toxic, toxic relationships, okay? And find yourself some good people to surround yourself with. Amen. I hope I said something to encourage your heart. May God bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.